Welcome to the eLaborate Topics Podcast, where we focus on lab-specific strategies for medical laboratory professionals. We're proud to be the healthcare detectives that work behind the scenes to get the results needed to influence medical decisions. Let's grow together and jump right into the lab. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of eLaborate Topics. I am your host and leadership mentor, Tywana Wilson. If this is your first time tuning in to Elaborate Topics, welcome. We have over 120 episodes in our podcast directory for you, different leadership and technical strategies that you can use both inside and outside of the laboratory. Myself, along with my co-hosts, Lona Small and Stephanie Whitehead, bring you these tips that you can use along with our awesome mentors and guests that we've had on the show over the past two seasons. If you would like to be a guest on this show, please fill out our guest interest form so that we can have your perspective represented on our show. Before we get into today's episode, please make sure that you share it out share it with a friend because sharing is caring. So share it with a friend who could benefit from hearing the strategies that we cover on this podcast. Today, I want to cover a topic that will help new leaders, but it will also help those that's working in the workforce today. The workforce today, as it continues to grow, so does the number of employees working within it. With this comes challenges and it creates a multi-generational team. These multi-generational workforces are becoming increasingly more commonplace now more than ever. As baby boomers begin to retire and more millennials and Gen Zers enter the workforce, organizations, laboratory leaders, must find ways to successfully manage this diverse group of employees who seem to be colliding, who seems to want different things, who seems to not be able to work together. But is this truly the case? Is it that we have these multi-generational workforces and they really can't work together? Or is it just because they're at different ages and life stages and want different things? I think it's important for laboratory managers to understand the unique needs and perspective of each generation in order to be able to create a cohesive and productive team. Think about this. Millennials are frequently managing older generations and even more often, older managers are called called upon to often lead young teams that are right out of college. This can cause some frustration as the conversations are filled with some nuances, ego, and maybe even some hidden messages between the generations. I do think there are some qualities that can help ease the friction within these generations. And today I'll give you three qualities and then I'll also give you a few tips that any medical laboratory leader can use to create a cohesive and productive team that functions well together. So when you think about the three qualities that the laboratory leader needs to ease the friction, I think this will help them be able to communicate with anybody on their team. And the first quality is to have humility. 
having an openness to input of all that are on the team, having that openness to diverse perspectives, having that openness to hearing opinions that could be different than their own. So humility is one of the qualities that I think will help ease the friction. The other thing is respect. Everybody wants to be respected today. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what generation that you are part of, but everybody wants to be respected. And when you show respect to others, it's a sign of communication that you really esteem that person and hold them in high regard or positive regard when you show that respect. You can get further along when the team members respect each other than when they don't respect each other. How many times in the workplace have you heard a team member saying, I don't feel like my manager respects me or respects my opinion? And it could be because they are from very gener very different generations who express themselves different. It doesn't mean that one way is right or the other. It just means that it's different and we have to respect those differences if we want to move our laboratory teams forward. And the last quality that I would say that any laboratory leader needs this going to be managing or leading a multi-generational workforce is curiosity, having the openness to learn new perspectives, being open that there could be a better way to do things, that there could be a different way to look at the world, that there could be a different viewpoint. So having that curiosity to understand the differences and understand that differences doesn't mean bad. Differences just mean unique. Differences just means different, right? So starting with those three qualities, any laboratory leader or even teammate, if you exhibit these three qualities, you can definitely ease the friction between you and some of your colleagues who may be of a different generation. So having humility, having respect, and then having curiosity. And so you could be even thinking, why are we even discussing the differences in generations? Do it do more harm than good? And some people assume that, you know, we're talking about stereotypes and placing people in a box and assuming that each one that's in that generation thinks that that way and they represent everybody. And that's not always true too, but there are some sameness that happens with, with generations that I think is healthy to have discussions around it. And I think is more healthy and helpful than it is harmful. The more we understand, the more likely we are to be better leaders for our teams. So now that you have the three qualities of a leader who's managing or leading a multi-generational team, let me give you a few tips that will help you create a cohesive and productive team environment. And again, this is more so for the leader, but I think it's also helpful for the team members to be open to, to understanding how they can contribute to a cohesive team, how they can help build a productive work environment. The first tip is understand the different needs and expectations of each generation of your team. Every generation requires something different and wants something different. When I think about the needs and expectations, it could be just on the way a team member wants feedback. 
one generation may want feedback often and may want to hear it from you regularly. So they want to know, am I doing a good job? Am I learning according to uh, the scope of the timeline of the training plan? Are there things that I can tweak? While other generations may feel that regular feedback isn't as essential, they could feel that you'll give me feedback if I'm not doing a good job, or you'll give me feedback on a need to to have it basis. Some generations might feel that uh, no news is good news. And so as a manager, you can't take one approach to everybody because if you do, then it could have a disconnect with the generation that requires something different. So if your team is a team that wants regular feedback and you are not giving them regular feedback, that could create an environment where they're not as productive and not as engaged because they need that. As a new leader, the first thing that I would suggest getting acclimated to your team is having a one-on-one session, especially if this is a new team that you're leading with every single team member, even if it's only 15, 20 minutes out of your out of your day with each team member to be able to understand what their needs are, what their expectations are for you as a leader so that you're able to cater your leadership style to the diversity of your team. The second tip is find ways to bridge the generation gap to create that cohesive team. So understanding the multiple generations that you have in your workforce and how can you build build and bridge that gap. So think about in your communication. So especially if your work environment is constantly changing, think about what would help with the communication. If your work environment is constantly changing, only communicating via email might not be effective of building that gap. Some generations will be on email all the time and others may not be on email and want that rounding type of a communication or a huddle or that verbal check-in. So finding ways to bridge that generation gap. Are there ways that you can leverage the expertise and strengths of the different generations that you have in your workplace? Tip number three, as the leader, encouraging open communication between team members of different generations. So understanding the unique strengths of your team, the different generations that you have on your team, and possibly even scheduling different generations to work in the same department at the same time. So if you have in chemistry and you know that it takes for techs to run the department uh, for that shift, maybe having a, a combination of different generations working in the department at the same time to be able to leverage maybe the speed of one generation with the maybe more uh, technical expertise or methodical expertise that comes with come from somebody from a different generation. So that's a way that you can bridge that generation gap within your team of having 
the the schedule to reflect different combinations of team members working together and depending on each other to be able to get through the day and have a successful work day. Tip number four is respecting the work styles and preferences of each generation. Understanding that each generation tends to work differently. So you might have one generation that really likes a bench that maybe is a slower pace, but takes more time to complete that bench. An example of that could be differentials. Maybe you have a, a particular uh, demographic or, or skill set that really enjoys the slow pace of a manual differential area or more uh, complex testing, you know, maybe in your molecular testing or your toxicology testing if you have. Uh, lab developed testing or LC work that takes a longer period of time but there's less specimens that may come through those departments. Also think in your high volume areas with your general chemistry lines or your general hematology lines where the workflow may be a little bit faster. So how can you be able to combine different generations and respect the different work styles and preferences at the same time. While I understand from a scheduling perspective that you can't just put people where they wanna be, you have to keep people competent and you have to utilize the the team and the skill set that you have for the day. But this is something that you could think about when you are having people serve as key operators over different areas, or you can have people serving as your trainers or your competency evaluators in different areas. That That's a way that you're able to respect a different work style and strength, but still be able to utilize every member of your team regardless of the generation that they might be in. As a new manager, tip number five is being flexible in your management style so that you're able to accommodate the diverse needs of your team. Understanding that there's no one shoe fit all approach anymore. So maybe, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, that you could use one style and it would work for most of the of your team but today our teams are demanding more they want different things they want to be led differently but most importantly they want to be led well so being flexible in your management style will help with this it will help knowing that you are creating you know more one-on-ones with team members who require more feedback on a more regular base being able to have different communication styles so whether that's verbal communication with your rounding or with your one-on-ones maybe that's email communication maybe that's putting communication up on a board maybe that's huddles between shifts so being flexible in your management style of knowing that it might take three or four different kind of touch points to be able to get the message through to all of your team members. And it will require some flexibility on your part to be able to do this. Your team will look at you as the manager, 
or as the leader of that area. And if you are flexible, open, show humility, respect, and curiosity to every generation in the workplace, then it becomes commonplace for the team members to also do the same thing as well. Tip number six is offering training and development opportunities that will cater to different learning styles of each generation. I know for me, having employees that take employee engagement surveys, one of the things that come out of those surveys often each time the survey is taken is the need for career development or the need for training and development opportunities. And so offering those opportunities that cater to different learning styles and you can start with your technical training. So as you onboard a new team member, understanding that the learning style for each team member may be different. Some people might want to take a, I watch you and I'll take my notes approach. Some people might want to take the approach of, let me get my hands on and you talk me through it kind of approach. Some people might want to take the approach of, let me read everything that I can read about it and then let me jump in type of approach. So understanding that one training plan may not work for everybody. And even with members of the same generation, they could have different learning styles and different learning needs. So creating those development opportunities, those career development ideas will be important. It'll be important to understand the needs of your team. And if the career development opportunities is for a promotion opportunity in the future, or maybe the career development opportunity is just being able to do the job that I'm doing today most effectively. So understanding those needs and catering to the different learning styles that might accompany it. And the last tip that I'll leave you with is create a positive and supportive work environment that value diversity, that value the differences in these generations, that provides that respect and understanding of curiosity. To think that we have four generations, five generations in the workplace today is, is something that I could didn't think about, you know, 20 years ago when I entered into the workplace. But now it's here and I think it's important for everybody to create that positive and supportive work environment. Understanding that it will take some patience, it will take some understanding, it will take some flexibility. It also will take us having team building activities that will promote us understanding and working together and promote collaboration within those groups. I think a way to really leverage different generations in the workplace is to have that mentoring, so that multi-generational mentoring, where you might have uh, experienced tech who have been in the field for 20 years or of a different generation with somebody that is relatively new into the laboratory field where they are able to 
pair their synergies together of I might have a stronger understanding of the, the methodology behind things and the history of the test, especially if I've been in the laboratory field before all of the robotics, before all of the automation. But understanding too that because I have that generation, that experience and understanding, I may not be as inept to technology, right? So it'd be very different than somebody who's a Gen Zer who was born during the time of the internet, who was born during the time of social media, who was born where a lot of things went electronic. And so that technology and the use of technology and how to navigate it quickly and successfully is second nature because that's all that, that you know, the Gen Zers know. And again, these aren't good or bad differences between the two, gener two generations or three generations. It's just that they are different and understanding how we can promote collaboration and understanding to pair those that maybe have that historical knowledge of the laboratory industry versus those with the current knowledge of technology and the use of automation and ways to navigate technology to be able to help with education, to be able to help with training. I mean, just think about differentials in hematology. It used to be you would always go up under the scope. You would take the slide under the scope and, and look at the manual differential that way. Now with the use of automation and technology, there's tools such as Cellavision that allow you to have the electronic computer generated differential. So these are just differences in which people are learning different ways to navigate where we are today in the field of laboratory medicine. So today I just wanted to give you a few tips to think about high level, how you can look at your multi-generational team and figure out ways that you can bridge the gap to create a more cohesive environment. Of course, we could go into detail with the nuances and, the, and some of the positive things, some of the negative things that have been seen and noted with each generation. But I think it's important as new leaders to one, just start with understanding that, that you do have a multi-generational workforce, understanding how you can create a cohesive team with some basic tips that you can start to implement right away of creating that positive and supportive environment, respecting the different work styles and preferences of your people, understanding that starting out with that one-on-one -on -one and understanding who the members of your team are will be helpful. Encouraging open communication between team members of generations. And this will help you to be able to navigate as a new manager. It'll help you avoid some of the assumptions that managers want to make when they are leading generations about what you know, everybody may want or need. And you don't want to fit into that where you feel like you're trying to put everybody in the same mold because that's not going to work in today's workplace. So hopefully you were able to get 
a few tips that you can start to implement with your teams right away. If you remember nothing else from the tips that I gave, remember the three qualities that can help you be able to ease the friction within your team and get a few quick wins of having humility, which is having that openness and to input of different generations on your team, showing respect because everybody wants to be respected and it will allow you to be able to show your esteem for other people and your high regard and being curious and your openness to learn from new perspective. If you are able to embody these three qualities, even if all these other tips that I gave you, you're like, I'm not sure where to start on those. If you start with embodying these three qualities, you will be able to communicate with almost anybody and connect with almost anybody at any time. These are like common ground qualities that's need, needed for any leader. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Elaborate Topics. I hope you were able to get some tips that you can use in your multi-generational workforce. This is not a one and done thing. Our workforces become more and more complex as each and every day go by. So it's one of those things that you have to constantly practice. You have to constantly learn differences and how to navigate those differences to be able to be more collaborative, to be more open, to be more receptive, to have that humility. So practice, 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 especially if you are a new leader of trying different strategies to connect with your team. Please share out this broadcast with anybody that could benefit from hearing these practical tips and make sure you tune in next week to hear another amazing episode. And until next time, my friends, make sure you have an amazing week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Elaborate Topics, where your hosts discussed relevant strategies for laboratory professionals. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and listen to us on directimpactbroadcasting.com. Stay tuned for another episode with information you can use to excel in your laboratory career.